I, I, some people would expect more as seasons go on. I'm hoping that you expect less. <laughs> I've already gotten less. Lower your expectations. Aim low and avoid disappointment. I used to be able to hear you guys through both ears. Now I can only hear you in one. Is the thing plugged in all the way? Sometimes I can do it. Did you turn it off and back on? No, but I guess I could. I was kidding, but I guess if it might help, you could. I'm looking for the only note I have on this whole subject, which I'm only loosely remembering. It is supposed to be the weird genre stuff, right? AP, what is this episode about again? I was like, I don't remember. Carly told me. I forgot. Yeah, I e I emailed him and he's like, what are we recording? I'm like, I I don't know. I emailed you. So I checked the email that I sent him to message him in Discord to remind him. And he's like, what do we talk about with that? I'm like, I don't know. Bother Jamie. She's the one who pitched this episode. Didn't bother me. Welcome to the act break. Take a break from your creative endeavors and hang out with us. Have a little simulated human interaction. Because internet friends totally count. If I could find the one post-it I have for this. The one? Jamie's going to lead with a definition. This whole season, I'm pretty much going with, if I think of it, I write it on a post-it. And then later, while we're recording, I look at that post-it. So if I can't po find that post-it. We are in trouble. Because <laughs> you have you can't manufacture thoughts on a whim. I can, but I don't know if they'd be on topic. <laughs> Welcome to the Act Break. I'm Jamie Redact, and I am joined by my co-host, Casey Ash, or Carle. And we are also joined by our friend who keeps coming back for more, AP Thayer. Hi, guys. Glutton for punishment. Hey. You must like being punished a little bit to be friends with not only one of us, but both of us and speak to us at the same time. It's the Roman Catholic upbringing. <laughs> That'll do it. How are you guys doing? What's the week? What's your week looking like? I made the tragic mistake of uh, reading while sitting in my warm vehicle waiting for my kids to get out of school. And so now I'm sleepy. I'm also sleepy. I had to grab... ASMR, um, some iced coffee before we started. I, I My whole day's been off. AP, how's your day going? It's been off. <laughs> I had this huge buildup for a dental cleaning and it took all of five minutes. And I'm like, why am I here? The doctor was like, your teeth are great. Keep it up. I'm like, why am I getting a deep cleaning then? What the Mentally hell? Mentally prepare yourself for those sorts of things and you just like steal yourself yeah. that it's going to be awful and then it takes no time at all. Yeah. Your dentist tells you that you're doing a good job. It's impressive. Did he give you a lollipop too? Sugar-free? I mean, this was the first time I ever met him, so Did you get to know. pick a treasure out of the treasure chest? No, I'm, I belong to like California socialized medicine, so it's like bottom of the barrel scraping I didn't kind of say medical that care. the treasure chest has good stuff in it. I was just asking. <laughs> the treasure chest was you get to have medical care. You're lucky if they don't slap you on the way out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, the slapping's extra. <laughs> yeah, that seems more likely. What have you guys actually been doing like in your writing lives. How's that going? Why are you putting us on the spot with writing stuff? Why am I putting you on the spot by asking you a normal question about the topic in which this entire podcast is based? I, I know I know this is your first podcast, Jamie. So usually when you're doing something like this or a panel, you want to like ask a question and then specify a person's oh, name. Okay, I'm new here. AP. Yes. What has your writing life been looking like lately? Fill us in. It's been all right. 
I guess I've been drafting. I uh, kept flipping between two different, uh, let's call them novels at this point. Uh, I wasn't sure if they're going to be novels or novellas, uh, but I was kind of like flipping between the two, trying to figure out which one I liked more, which one was grabbing me. And like from night to night, that changed. Uh, but for the last week, I've been stuck on one. So it seems like that one's one out. Nice. Cool. And- it's like as you've been drafting, the more words you draft, the more you're like, this is not a novella because you just keep drafting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This this one, I was like, I'm not sure if either of these ideas are have enough meat on them to like be novel length, uh, but the one I'm drafting now definitely does. Cool. That's exciting. I think they both do, actually. Is it the, the Western-y one? Uh, yeah, that's the one that's winning out. Nice. I'm I'm I mean not that I'm not excited for any of your projects because you did you posted about each of them but yeah, like yeah. I I'm particularly excited about that. There's no werewolves though. <sighs> fine. Fine. Cowboys and werewolves. You you know I like a, a good like per, you know transforms into a beast thing. <laughs> hey, that was that was the previous one. You already read that one. <sighs> Got to wait for the next one. <laughs> did you read all of the um Animorphs when you were a kid. I did not. I didn't read, I didn't read any I, of them. I was not allowed to read that sort of fiction when I was younger. And so I missed out on the whole Animorphs page. And then I tried to go back to it as an adult and it, it doesn't land. No, no, no. <laughs> the, uh, the covers kind of creeped me out. The covers creeped me out too. I was, I like, was like, this is gross and also not very good. It's because they were horrible and like yeah. a little bit scarring. <laughs> yeah. Carly, how are things going? For you in the in the writing department um all over the place I keep just like dabbling in different things trying to get something to stick and I'm writing moderately consistently which is huge given the massive drought I had last year but I haven't been able to like force myself to stick with a specific project that is going to build into something eventually they'll all become fully formed but it might take me 10 years but then by the end of 10 years I'll have like five different stories so I mean there's that (laughs) yeah that'll do it uh it's crazy to think we're already halfway through the year (sighs) Don't oh, mm, don't say that. No, it's don't not. do that. Oh, I guess we're in, I'm sorry. Aged Ten Denial. years. Denial. <laughs> it's, it's basically February, you guys. It's yeah. Fine. Okay. Also, it's been gloomy as shit here for like the last three weeks. So it it's like has been gloomy here too. It hasn't even been rain. It's just been yeah. gray. Where it feels like the same time all day long, from two o'clock yeah. to six yeah. o'clock. Yeah, messes that's, you up. That's rough. How's your writing going, Jamie? Basically non-existent for like the last month so but you've been querying i have been sending queries good and job. my plan is to start writing something any day now probably maybe a novella too i have two ideas for a novella yeah. and i might have to do the same thing where i start writing and see which one i get some momentum on um and then until then try i'm trying to kind of just send out a couple of queries a week yeah that makes sense it's good just keep that uh, train moving. Yeah, I'm going to run out of people way too quickly because like half of the list I had, as you check them, they're like, oh, they're closed now. Oh, they're closed now. But, you know, just keep on keeping on. Are you on Query Tracker? Yes, I am. I'm 
Let's I'm see. Using the tools. He's gonna go on there and he's I'm gonna try it up in real time. <laughs> opening it up. Can you? He's do gonna that? look up more agents for you, and then he's gonna be like, "Here, query these people too," because to I be told fair, you so. I only mildly know how to use it, um, but I am trying, and I'm keeping track of my own and all that. But it doesn't tell you on there when people are closed. A lot of the times. Yeah, it does. The one I don't know. I mean, sometimes they don't like update between the two. Like that happens, like from time to time. But like usually, they're pretty good about that. Well, maybe not the agents. I'm All the ones that, that Jamie because... wants to work with. Well, maybe the, maybe the sci-fi agents are. A little, I know yeah, that's a the kooky. hard part. Is I feel like adult science fiction, like people looking for that, is much lower than a lot of other things. Than like literally any other genre on the planet. Pretty much, it feels like it. I didn't want to say that. But <laughs> really it makes dumb. Me sound self-centered. No, but it's true. I feel like everybody just nobody wants what I'm selling, which is stupid because there's I know so many people who loves to read science fiction. Why isn't why aren't there more agents looking for adult science fiction? It's stupid because there I would read more of it if there were more books. Yeah. Not that I've read all of the ones that are already she out She read there, all the books, you guys. I've read them all. I've run out. I've run out. <laughs> I need more. I'm, I'm looking at my own query list right now. It's just a bunch of sad faces. Because <laughs> that's how they mark agents that have passed. Yeah. <laughs> Do they yeah. really? Yes. No. Yes. That's oh, rough. It's real real sad that's (laughs) i do i do appreciate how like you can keep track of things on there and then it's like gives you stats Mm -hmm. but i don't appreciate it when it's like you've got whatever percent negative feedback or like it's it wasn't negative feedback it was just a no like why are we using that word (laughs) no is a negative word no is not a negative word do you have cancer no (laughs) No means no, Jamie. It's not affirmative. Querying is like cancer. That's what it sounds like to me. I, you guys, I don't know. Is it querying or querying? I always say querying because a query is a question. It makes me think when you say the other way, it almost makes me think of a quarry, like, you know, rocks and things. Down at the rock quarry. Isn't that a quarry? It is a quarry. But I'm saying that the way that you were saying it is closer to quarry than it is to query the question. I don't know. I don't think it matters. How do you measure the distance between the three words? In my With my ear hole. We're really getting into the nitty gritty here in season three. The important stuff. What turns a hill into a mountain? <laughs> hey, that is a good question. I don't think it, honestly, I'm nitpicking because I'm just trying to be ridiculous, but I really don't think it matters how you say it. Everybody knows what you're talking about. And if they don't, then, you know, good for them. They don't know about cancer yet. Yeah, but my dumbass didn't realize the, like, asking a query connection until you just said it. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah. That's why they call it query. I was like, what is this mysterious word? (laughs) What are its roots in English language? (laughs) Why do they call it that? (laughs) Uh, I'm glad I've decided to dedicate my life to this. (laughs) It is funny when you're like, I've I've spent my whole life and it's all about words and it's stories and then you learn something and you're like, oh yeah, that's why that is. Well, I think that's the cool thing (laughs) about language is learning new meanings of words or where the word came from or even just like when you learn a word in a different language and it's context clues from other stuff. I don't know. I find that stuff interesting. So my pitch for the 
topic today was weird genre tropes or expectations. And we've talked about genre tropes before. This is not that exactly. Basically, I was just thinking about how some genres have tropes within them that are weirdly specific to the genre or what they're related to. And you wanted to both complain about some of them and wax poetic about others. Well, of course, like I do everything. Um, like as an example, wh- why is it that vampires are romanticized in like somehow vampires equal sexy? Why? Why that? Why that specific mythological thing? Because it's all about like it's all about like the repression and the flesh and giving over to your passions base desires yeah but isn't that also like werewolves but nobody really sexualizes werewolves oh there's there is of... lots of sexualizing werewolves <laughs> that I... just don't read it. yeah <laughs> that's a good point i feel like there's it's two equal camps either you like the the dog boys or the bitey boys and listen the bitey boys at least have human bits it's getting more and more where the dog boys don't even have oh, to transform mm, so it's like this, this is going to be a other... weird trope let's, let's roll it back you brought it up i was just going to try to bring an example to what i was trying to to say just say you brought it up uh, I wanted to give you a representation of what I was referring to. <laughs> okay. We don't have to go into that. <laughs> so did you, Carly, have a chance to come up with anything in genres that you like to read where it's like, this is the thing you see a lot in this genre? That I that that irritate me? That I don't like? That I like? You do, it doesn't have to be an irritant. We're positive here, too. Oh, we I are? know that's new. That's new for season oh. three. We had it shipped in with <laughs> we, extra. I haven't taken out of its packaging yet, so I'm unfamiliar with that. Let's see. What did I write down? How do you guys find tropes? Like, on Instagram, especially with, like, romance and fantasy, there's all, like, like the tropes have names and all that. And what I'm reading, I, I literally never think about that. The trope name, you mean? Yeah. Um, it's like enemies to lover or whatever. Fan fiction uses a lot of tags. They use, well, they use tags <laughs> to yeah. identify different things. Romance has a lot of tropes. Enemies to lovers, fake dating, those types of things where they're thrown into a situation. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I don't get the fake dating. You, one. Don't, you don't get it. You don't understand it. Well, it's because we're adults. Like, I understand it is fake dating but like I, I can't think of an example or why that would have to happen um, do you watch a lot of roman rom-coms or read them? i bet you'd be surprised that. at the number of rom-coms i have watched like like 90s early yeah. aughts like let's, i was let's thinking of back. one of the uh talia hibbert's uh the brown sisters uh one of the books in that series is a fake dating scenario that i that i was like oh yeah like i I could buy that scenario. I don't remember it exactly, but I remember (laughs) being willing to buy into it and be like, I wouldn't make this choice, but I understand why they made it. It's ridiculous, but I'm here for it. Yeah. In a way, she's all that. And I was just going to ask. 10 Things I Hate About You Mm -hmm. would almost fall under I love 10 Things I Hate About You. That's a great great fake dating. Yes. Yes. Gotcha. Shakespeare did it all first. Shakespeare's that romance, (laughs) that rom-com little Mm -hmm. shit. So many, uh, there are so many movies that are basically a remake of 
Shakespeare. She's all that is phenomenal, by the way. That's a classic. Wait, does that mean uh, John Tucker Must Die is fake dating too? Yes. Yes, it yes. is. Mm-hmm. That's another good one. I haven't thought about that in a while. That's a good one too. That's a, We're that's a movie. solid movie. <laughs> I told you early um, on. Is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days fake dating? Yes. I'm on Look it. Look at you go. I'm all about it. We got the elder millennial rom-com <laughs> yeah, movies nailed Jesus. down. <laughs> yeah. The only trope name he knows, but he's got it. He's got it in the bag. Um, yeah, I am less familiar with trope names that I think even Jamie is because I don't really read fan fiction that much either. Well, but not all tropes have names. True. But um, – if you go to tvtropes.com, they have some of the most off-the-wall trope mm, names mm-hmm. that you can think of where, like, I know them by a different name, but then it's, like, under there is a completely different thing that I'm like, I have never heard of this before, but I hear people call it this other thing all the time. But tvtropes.com, and they have everything, like, there's a bajillion links you can click on and rabbit holes where everything is interconnected. It's insane. But um, I spend a lot of time on that website. Yeah, there are lots of tropes that don't have names. They're just like, oh, like when this happens, and then you're like, oh yeah, that happens in this and this and this. I bet like, tvtropes.com like has a name for it. <laughs> well, like I love a slow burn romance that ends in tragedy, <laughs> which doesn't like have a name or anything, but like I can think, like I have a list somewhere. So there's not always a name for it. But one of the tropes from science fiction that I always see is talking or living sentient spaceships are like a mm. huge trope oh, that okay, like yeah. you see time and again. Yeah. A weirdly specific thing that you can't get or like of. a yeah. Like a ship AI with personality. Yes. Which I have because I'm like it's part of the it's part of the genre. You have a ship AI that's personality. In my, in my story that I'm querying. <laughs> no, it's in her office. It's her. <laughs> um mine i actually have one that's kind of adjacent to that as i'm obsessed with um like robots that have personalities like murderbot and um it's the monk and robot series and then there's um one other did you watch um altered carbon season one on netflix but it's on my list well there's a hotel clerk robot that is programmed to act like poe okay that moved up my list thanks see weirdly specific thing like it it will like knowing something like that i don't like to know a lot of details about things before i watch or read them but every once in a while if somebody Mm -hmm. will give me a little like oh it's got something like this in it then it'll make me want to watch it sooner rather than later it's not that i would never watch it otherwise it's been on my list but yeah and murderbot has both that trope and talking ships yes just not in every single yes um it makes me think of um red dwarf yeah for me the first one i thought was cortana and halo yes court like i love cortana all of that i'm here for it what about you ap um well it's funny that this is the topic because it's not really something i think about but uh with this western you know, quote unquote Western that I'm writing, there are a bunch of Western tropes. Uh, there's something like only six Western stories and everything is like a, a derivation yeah. of that. Um, I don't know what they are, but you can oh, Google yeah. it and it'll tell you what they are. Um, so like 
it's it's super trope filled like especially if you like watch the movies it's like even like the cinematography and a lot of that i think has to do with like spaghetti westerns and um all the formatting but it's kind of comforting to like write in that um i've, I've found it pretty fun and westerns are kind of beloved and a lot of people who read westerns read a lot of them yes yeah um the fan base is super loyal and it gives you i, I agree like writing within the framework of a genre like that you know exactly what needs to happen for it to fit within this genre but at the same time because there's I don't know I think that it gives you more room to play not necessarily more room I don't know why I said more room but it gives you fun things to think about and play with how can I use this trope but then turn it on its head well and because it's uh stories that have been around for so long but now we've come so far you can like you were saying use that framework but completely turn it on its head if you want to add things that they didn't even imagine or dream of back then and uh make it real fresh yeah yeah there's like all this new western stuff that's been happening in film like since like true yeah. grid or no country for old men um i've even really liked justified because that's kind of a western i want to watch that so bad it's one of my favorite tv shows ever i love timothy oliphant i'll watch pretty much anything with him in it and Same. I'm like, why haven't we sat down and watched this he's phenomenal in it, but honestly walton goggins steals the show like the whole so he's unbelievable nice. cool i'm gonna i'm gonna so this episode's just giving Carly yep. Rex. That's listen, giant list. This is the this is <laughs> always the problem. I always have more things to add to the list, and then I'm constantly shuffling it around. I'm like, okay, well, this one was moving closer to the top, but then my mood shifted, and now I, and then I hyperfixate, and then I'll start watching only science fiction stuff, or only, what, mm, and then mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to, and then I binge watch everything that I can find on that one thing, and then yeah. I'm trying to think of some of the uh, the classic, very specifically Western things. There's like the uh, the Pinkertons being a thing, like that. There's, there's like a trope of like the big city Pinkertons coming in to do X Y Z. The building of a railroad and like railroad. What were they called? Railroad barons. Yes. Yeah. Is that Baron right? right? B A R O N. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We just watched uh, The English on Prime, and that was pretty mm. interesting. It had been a long time since we had watched, like, a Western, and, like, this was, like, a modern Western. So if anybody's interested, that mm. was pretty pretty intriguing. But it is, when you go into, if you've never watched a Western before, you have to know before you go in, they are a different pace. Yeah. They are, like, a much yeah. slower build, uh, like an unfolding um, so if you're like expecting, I was, I was going to say hijinks and I'm like, that's not the right word. If you're expecting a breakneck story, it then depends, that's probably not the Because I mean, there's you. like. Uh, Shanghai Noon had plenty of hijinks. I was well, going to yeah, say. That's, and then, <laughs> yeah, that's like. <laughs> you never know if they're going to try to like rob the train or whatever. That's hijinks. It is a Western, but it's so, a Western buddy comedy. Yes. So yeah, you yeah, but true. I think that's the cool thing with Western is you can pair so many different things with it, absolutely, and yeah. turn it into something completely different. I mean, you can pair it with horror, you can pair it with science fiction, you can pair it with buddy cop. Yeah, like, like I was saying, when you put things together, they didn't think of yeah, Firefly. Like exactly. Yeah, that's why I took the Western thing first because I'm writing in the same fantasy world that 
a lot of my other stuff is in, but I was like, I'm going to write a Western I in it. I love that. Because Joe Abercrombie did it, so Dude, I'm going to do it. I was just, I was really <laughs> thinking about um, Red Country. Um, Red Country, I was thinking yeah. about it while we were talking about Westerns, and I'm like, oh, yeah. I, that's, I th- honestly, oh, so that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to read what you're writing, because I know your influence <laughs> there, and that was one of my favorites of his, and so I'm uh, excited. We need to take a random aside then. How do you guys feel about the news that there's going to be a movie adaptation of Best Served Cold? <gasps> there is? Yes. What? Yes. How did I miss that? So it's oh been in the works for a while. Um, the Deadpool director's supposedly attached, and they were looking at Rebecca. Carly What's just Peter Pins. I, I might have peed a little. Um, <laughs> sorry, carry on. I, I hope it goes well. Oh, my God. I, yeah. I would lose my mind. I I thought of both of you. As soon as oh. I heard the news, I was like, oh, this could be either great or horrible. Yeah. Like, yes. I will go in with excitement, but if they ruin it, I will be rage-filled for years. Scorched earth. Seething resentment and, and rage. Like, more... Supposedly, Abercrombie was involved during the whole script writing process, and he's, you know got a lot of experience so i don't know we'll see i do want to read that book though now especially oh best served cold is you should yeah it's so good so good it's great revenge story so you guys are overall optimistic about the news mm-hmm. mm. at this point i'm gonna go with my excitement i'm just i'm leaning into the excitement right now later when i've had time to overthink it ask me again okay skeptical i'm putting i'm putting ap down as skeptical <laughs> I will say uh, I'm going to put it in the same category as Dune uh, for me, yeah. where I was like, you know, there's, it's, in, it's in pretty good hands. I feel pretty confident about what's going on, but it's still a book adaptation. So all kinds of shit could go wrong. Um, and then I'm going <laughs> to go in tired. blind. <laughs> oh, God. Don't, why must you hurt me? <laughs> I mean, I'm only saying that because, like, that's what my brain started to go into as soon as I said overthinking. So, you know, yeah, there's definitely always room for things to go sideways when it's a book adaptation. But there's also a lot of space for it to go right. There's been a lot of, I think, mess ups, I'll say, in the Hollywood world with adaptations more recently. And so I'm like, I'm hopeful that somebody will finally nail it. So it's a standalone novel, so that's good that for helped. a movie that instead helps. of adapting like a whole series. Right, yeah, like let's take this massive epic fantasy and you yeah. know, uh, only give it eight episodes. Yeah. Because that so... makes so much sense. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. We'll see. I, unpopular opinion to come. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I saw the Dune, like to part two thing came out, my first reaction was like, oh, do we still care? <laughs> like, does is it just me or did they put way too much time in between those two releases <laughs> between Dune Part One and Dune Part Two? I feel like it does seem like it's been a long time between them, and also so little happened in the first part. But when they, they did it, announce it, I was place. excited. I was like, "Oh, cool! I watch it." I'm not like over the moon by it, but also I wasn't over moon by the book. So eh. I don't know how much time was in between, like. Any of the Indiana Jones movies or the Star Wars movies? Well, I feel like that's different because it was that was then and this is now. Like our, it's different kind well, of. Marketing. Also, those are in there. They they do like a complete episode, like a kind of arc ish. But I mm-hmm. felt like Dune Part One, they pretty much cut right in the middle of like 
there wasn't like a completed like halfway arc through the for book, that maybe story. like when it when dune the first part one of dune ended i was like oh that's all that that's the whole movie that's all they're covering i'm trying to remember but what i felt happened. like it was obviously it was amazing <laughs> since you can recall every I moment loved, I, no i i enjoyed the whole thing <laughs> i, um, I enjoyed it far more than i enjoyed the book because i feel like they gave visualization to all the things that i was most excited to read about in the book and so that made it far more interesting for me and i'm excited for the next one but yeah it does feel like it's been a little while i don't know how long it's been it just in my mind does feel like it's been a minute Time's meaningless. What does it matter? Like it, it's been a week to three years. <laughs> Honestly, that is, yeah. feels accurate. Feels, it's been somewhere between right. that. Ask me again tomorrow, and I'll agree with you. Another trope that I feel like I see a lot in science fiction is badass captains with the heart of gold, which I'm kind of over <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. it, and I'm also like, mm, like what are the like? It's it's they've been done so many times. You're like, can we do something different? Yeah. That, yeah, right I up there that. with space miners. That's just gonna say. space miners, um, zombies. Yeah, what zombies, zombies. Zombies are literally anything zombie related. It, I'm, it's I'm all done. kind of the same story over and over again. Yeah, and so, like, yeah. if somebody could find a way to do it a little different, like like warm bodies, <sighs> might no, be kind no. of. Um, the, what's the new one that literally just? What do you mean? Released? No, how is warm bodies not a breaking of the traditional zombie trope? It, it was a, a variation of it, but it was still in a market saturated with zombie stuff. Like bef- even before The Walking Dead dropped, I feel like the market was already oversaturated. Yeah. Saturated, and then that came out and became even worse. See, and like, and then but- like The Last of Us just came out, and that's basically the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it, so I will say I did really appreciate their way that they did zombies because it's like yeah when we have a are you talking about the last of us or warm bodies the last of us sorry i've i've moved on to the last thing he said um because yeah like we i definitely have a market oversaturated all of that to say i did watch all of the walking dead and will watch all of the spinoffs because that's me i heard someone say that the walking dead is like what our parents it's like law and order to our parents <laughs> they had all the spinoffs i like that that's svu funny. special yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no i feel so old now <laughs> um but yeah, like it, it I, I get what you're saying with like going back to your peeve that you were talking about with like the, you know, the badass captain with the heart of gold thing. Like it's still an enjoyable read and I will still enjoy it most of the time that I pick up a book or watch a show with that in it. It's just, yeah, maybe could we do it a little bit differently? Kind of like for me in the fantasy world, it's like the chosen one is like we've done it so many, so many times. If you're going to do it, do it different. Well, and that's what I have to say to you, AP, is like, yes, in a market saturated by zombie stuff, warm bodies is a way that they told a zombie story that was different than the other zombie stories that had come before it. That's fair. That's I, I don't I'm disagree saying. with that's you. Fair. I just feel like it's still. You just are over zombies. It got lo- zombies. Yeah, it, you know? it didn't make as big of an impact just because it it was yeah. a drop in the in the bucket. But the, of- but the heart of gold thing, I, I agree with and I it's not even just captains for me. Like I think anyone who's got like the heart of gold thing, like if it's an anti-hero with the heart of gold, if it's like the protagonist has got a heart of gold, but he's got a gruff exterior, whatever. I'm tired of that. I want to see like 
gruff on the outside and gruff on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that it's, um, I actually, that kind of falls in line with one of the peeves that I wrote down where it's like a black and white morality only, where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. the bad guys are all bad and the good guys are all have a heart of gold. And it's like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm kind of abrasive and salty, but deep down I'm really good. And I just find it lands as disingenuous just as much as I find villains or the other, the opposing side as all bad. They're all cranky all the time. Nobody has a good time that are bad guys. They're always mad. And it's just like, it feels flat. Yeah, I feel like we've seen a breaking away from that. Like there are more gray areas. I feel like one thing I do enjoy is to see that let's see if I can explain this, is to see that black and white morality line in a character that truly believes that they're they're right, but you as the reader can see where they're wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? Where it's like, oh, this person believes it, but that's not really how it is. Um, that makes me think of Andor. Hmm. Ah, la, 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 la. Oh, well, I guess I can't la, say la, anything la, about la, that. La. Uh, did you watch it, Jamie? Yes. Okay, so there's one character. There's one character in there that I think um, just take your head personif- for a second, Carly. <laughs> that I think personifies that. Um, I'm, I, I won't say who. I won't spoil it to anyone listening either. So you yeah. can put them back on, Carly. <laughs> Am I safe um, but, now? Yeah, but I don't know. You, it depends on what she considers spoilers. That's why I told her to take them off. <laughs> Even so, if Diego Luna. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey. <laughs> Now when I review that the episode, I'll have to remember that there's a spoiler there and not just like my There's not a spoiler. No, I, I literally didn't. I, I spared your listeners. See, you yeah. tell me that now, but then if I'm listening back to it and you spoiled something, I'm going to come for you. Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like the, the gruff on the outside, gruff on the inside. Or like just what you see is what you get. Like... I definitely, even if you you really do want to write somebody with a heart of gold, like, fine, like, write that. But I don't know, like, I think everybody's trying to either make their good guys edgy or something like that. I don't know exactly what's happening with that, but it's just kind of, eh, for me. And I'm still, like, okay with it as a genre trope because it happens, like, in a lot of, like, a lot of different genres not just this it's just easiest to point out and think of examples for this for me um kind of like have to sort of have those types of characters but you need also the characters that are gruff on the outside gruff on the inside and another type of character which i've never written which i really want to push myself to write is uh a character who's happy on the inside and happy on the outside because that is just like a cheery, happy... That's like uh, the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. She's just actually um, happy. Kenneth from 30 Rock. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're like characters genuinely Characters that are happy genuinely people. happy, which is foreign to me, so that's why I need to make I, I never believe those characters. <laughs> but those you people know, like, exist. I literally... But those people do exist. Which is yeah, wild. But if I ever meet them, I always think that there's a They're facade. hiding a like, deep dark th- secret. That sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> I know. Oh, totally I always is, feel like they're saying. hiding a deep dark secret. It's true. Yeah, like, yeah, I feel the just... same way. I'm all for people writing them because I do believe that that they they 
potentially, hypothetically, those people really exist and they're not hiding deep, dark secrets because people have told me that they exist. But and like and I know a lot of people want to write and read those characters. So I'm all for those characters being written. It's just definitely something that I'm always like. "Mm." Well, it's like and even if there are people or characters like that doesn't mean they don't have hard times, but it's like they are genuinely more optimistic than they are pessimistic and I feel like that's probably foreign to all of us yeah and I think because it just because you're writing a character that's happy on the inside and happy on the outside doesn't mean that they never express doubts or concerns or anything like that like they like you can make them still feel real and nuanced as a person without them appearing like a cardboard cutout with like lots of smiling like Kenneth (laughs) (laughs) He, he is kind of like a cardboard cutout. Jackie Frere. <laughs> I'm thinking about what you said about like optimism. And that, I'm like, I, I sort of agree, sort of disagree. Because I think like. What do you mean? What what I Because you're like someone that is just, like, just genuinely more optimistic than pessimistic. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking like, there's plenty of people, myself included, who are pretty pessimistic and realistic and nihilistic. But like, I also consider myself pretty optimist. Like, I feel like pretty much anything i feel like things are going to work out like even if things get rough or down or whatever like things usually work out things usually get better yeah Yeah. like even when things get real dark there's gonna be an uptick yeah at some point and like i trust in myself and i trust in the people who i trust in and like i don't know I'm not saying you're you can't be optimistic. No, I I just feel like I don't I don't need the like cheery smile. Yeah. But some people do. Yeah, that's what I some people do. And I think that's just personality differences, you know. And I was just thinking like uh when I think about like the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or there's other that's just the one that's coming to mind, or I'm like, I just know I've never pushed myself to write a character that is a generally cheery disposition character. Yeah. I mean, how would you write one? How would you? I don't know. I have to watch a bunch of TV shows and find out. <laughs> <laughs> Research. She'll turn her cyborg brain into. I have a friend that is that type of person that is just like a generally cheery, optimistic person. And I'm like, I don't live near her because it's not Carly. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm offended. She's a fun. Carly's a fun but like you I know. am fun, but I am you not know. optimistic. No, I am. Well, I'm not I, saying you're not. Well, oh my god, this is a. No, 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 like... no, I totally get what you're saying, though. Like I agree, I'm definitely not that type of personality. But I know who you're talking about, and they definitely are that way. Yes, yeah, so and it's like there are spend people... time with those types of people to yes. help you kind of get your feet under you if you're going to write a character like. But isn't that, that exhausting being around them? No, she's like very. I don't know. It's hard to. It's hard to explain. There's a level. There are levels. Because if yes. there's a, somebody that's a 100 all the time no no thank you there are some people that it comes across disingenuous because they're constantly pushing at you to like force you to think the way that they think and then there's some types of people that are optimistic that find a way to spin the conversation in order to push you towards the more optimistic side of things and I think it's a different vibe Yeah, just because they're optimistic doesn't mean they're forcing their optimism down your throat. Because there's a lot of optimists that do that too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like we're right on the edge of like some real deep rabbit holes here. (laughs) Dude, I've stopped myself from saying a couple (laughs) of things a few times now that I'm just like, we don't need to talk about that. I'm just saying there's a lot of complex characters out there that we 
that you could write about. So, <laughs> yeah. so a character like that, and this is my own bias. This is, I acknowledge this is my fault, like does not seem complex. Yeah. Like, and on the other side of that, if you have a happy person on the outside who's gruff on the inside or the vice versa, like that doesn't necessarily make them complex either, but happy all the time, I guess also gruff all the time is not super complex. That's probably why we don't see it very much. <laughs> well, thanks for coming. <laughs> thanks for coming to our TED Talk. We figure this out. <laughs> I felt like there's a lot of uh, genre tropes in horror, too. And they're usually like creepy twins or <laughs> like creepy twins are a super horror related genre trope. I think horror is where um, it shines when you really push away from it, from the tropes really hard because like creepy twins, all, I mean, all of that's been done to death yeah. over and over again. And if you can do something different in horror is when you really stand out because if, yeah. because exactly like the horror tropes have been done to death um, to the point where like, you know, there's a lot of romantic tropes that have been done to death and, you know, it, they become, uh, horror movies, I feel like become spoofy really quickly, which is why, you know, you get like, um, the spoofs that come out and like scary movie and, you know, Cabin in the Woods. I really enjoyed that one because it was very like on the nose with, um, with yeah, the like, meta really got super meta, meta, and I am not. Yeah, I would consider yeah. Cabin in the Woods more homage than spoof. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I, I think, think so. spoof yeah. was a bad word for that. Um, I, I, my brain. As soon as I started saying the sentence where I wanted to talk about Cabin in the Woods, my brain supplied scary movie, and so I tried to shove the two ideas together, and it and didn't if, work. And if you want a movie that's half homage, half spoof. Watch Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <laughs> yes. Yes. I finally watched that for the first time like last year. I had never seen it before. I feel like even scary movies like a bit of an homage to. Mm-hmm. I think the yeah. ones that came after but then if were you like. Think about it, at least in my opinion, and maybe I just haven't seen spoofs that um that aren't this, but I actually believe that like mockumentaries or spoofs or whatever are all homage. Because, like, why would you make it if you hadn't consumed it to, like, yes, sure, you're poking fun. People that make those are fans of the They're Exactly. They're poking fun for a good time. Um, it's, you know, you're making fun of your own fandom. Like, it, it's all pro that. They're just, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I buy that. All right. I was trying. You said that. I was trying to think. I, like, thought of uh, Best in Show. And I was I like, okay, all right. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen best. I, I I dislike to? documentaries, mockumentaries, anything like that. But that movie is actually really fun. Okay, I'm gonna I'm I'll put it down. I don't know if I'll get to it, but I'm gonna write it down. Have either of you ever seen Drop Dead Gorgeous? Yes. So Drop Dead Gorgeous has uh, a, whole, a whole bunch of people in it. Probably the biggest name would be Kirsten Dunst, but it's from like the early aughts, and it's a sort of mockumentary about a local county pageant and it is I mean I haven't seen it in years so maybe it didn't age well I don't know <laughs> I'll throw that out there because I'm like I haven't seen it in years but it is hilarious I remember thinking it was funny but, uh, but I, again uh, I vague, I only vaguely remember it 
Mine, I think it could go in like really any genre. It's more of like a trope just with like main characters where like um, you find out that the main character has a really tragic backstory and so they're forgiven of all the terrible things that they do in the in the story. And I just find it annoying and I don't ever like it. What's an example of that? Um, of like... It happens a lot in romance, I know, for sure, where it's like the love interest is like really treats the love interest like crap and then they're like, oh, but he was hurt and so it's okay. Um, Why are all my examples of tropes like TV shows? Like I do the same thing. I'm I don't like, care. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's all stories, so it's it's fine. I know I'm trying to think of- What were I, the TV shows you That one of? popped into my like head. Like Spike, Angel. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, so like it's okay that they treat Buffy like shit because they had these horrible, dark and twisty things happen to them. And so, it, it, but it's not. It's not okay. It's never okay. Well, and I mean, I don't feel like they made it okay in the show either. It was like, but their characters tried to be like. That's, I guess, what I'm here. saying is like the characters are just like, oh, yeah, it's okay. I still love you. And I'm like, mm, no, it's bad. <laughs> Listen, I still love Spike. It's bad. Don't accept. That was, don't Spike accept. was a I rough know. one to swallow, I, man. Okay, that, that I pre- in my head canon, that doesn't exist. That it's gone. That part is just removed. Yeah, my head canon. That, they decided to do a, that. That's a black yeah. hole. Nope. Doesn't exist. That's uh, that's one of the, or not that, but one of the couples on my slow burn tragic ending is Angel and Cordelia. <laughs> I don't know if you ever finished Angel. Yeah, but yeah, it does I, not I, end well. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, Doesn't she like turn into light or something? <laughs> Spoilers, if you've never watched Angel, and it's a great show. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. She ascends, and then when she comes back, her body has been taken over by some other entity. And then, yeah, 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 it, yeah, she, yeah, yeah you yeah. basically never see her again. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all messed up. Ugh. Cordy got done dirty in she both did. TV shows. She really, she really did. did. Like, damn. And, like, I really like her character. Like, her the, her She's evolution a, yeah, her arc is, is amazing. so yeah. great. It's awesome. Um, Corey yeah, they really good job, do. Charisma Carpenter. You killed it. Yeah, and plus you're super hot, and then you're on um, Veronica Mars, also playing. Yo, that show slapped. Oh, up. That, was <laughs> such a good show. that show was not the new one, not the new one, but the first three seasons. Yeah, yeah, all day, and the movie, mm-hmm. and the movie. Oh. That's where it ends movie. for me. Yep, end of the movie. The, the end, end of the of movie the is the end of the series for me. The new TV. <laughs> well, talk about um, forgiving uh, a person's past. True. Very Veronica true. Mars. Because, uh, yeah, there's some issues Damn. there yeah. for sure. I did just recently rewatch it, and I'm glad you brought that up because the whole time I was like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. yeah, I had forgotten." Little... I mean, it's how been ten years since I watched it, but like, yeah, like woof. Yeah, it's rough. It's real rough. Oh my god, I love Jason Tori. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, just digging up your old TV crushes in this he episode. Aged. Real Speaking well. of people who got done dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, true. Uh, yeah, characters being done dirty. Like, come on. We could start a whole podcast where we talk about 90s and early 2000s right. TV I mean, it's, and it's movies. It's fine. It's, it's our age is showing. It's fine. Is Everybody knows how is? old it we are now. anyways at this point. <laughs> um, that's another thing that it's like, if you're going to just killing people for no reason, like, if you're going to kill somebody, I mean, not no reason, but, like, make it serve the story, like, better 
a lot of these deaths are just like, oh, well, you know, we have to get rid of them somehow. Um, or like in young adult mo- books, they never have parents. Their parents, they're always orphaned. That's a big trope. <laughs> it's yeah. like, why? It's so lazy. I was literally just talking to um, Penny Kearney about this. Um, and I saw a thing today where it was a tombstone and it says, here lies... Uh, my main character's parents because it was too lazy to write them. And it's just, it's so, it's such a big trope. I mean, and I think it goes though for any character, like anytime you just kill off a character or whether before, during, or after the story, well, I guess after doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean? Anytime you kill a character, it needs to have a purpose for more than just. Okay. So you saying that reminds me of something that Jamie told me when uh, Jamie took a look at the novel I'm querying and rightly pointed out that I had fridged someone. <gasps> so fridging that is I wrote fridging trope. and I circled yeah. it. So yes, you and I did it <gasps> in my defense. They weren't a love interest, but I did hundred percent fridge this, this person. And, and I think uh, even it, in that note though, I say it's like fridging is like done in a lot of stories. It's been done for centuries. That's part of like, but, but it's still, still it's, questionable it's like, how you pull it off. Yeah. So actually, I did a pass after that, after you gave me those notes and and kind of try to like tighten that up. And then also, try, <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this, and also made sure that the novel passed the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah. Don't feel bad. I had to make sure my novel passed the Bechdel test. Dude, when Jamie like, told me about it, can you clarify for any listeners who don't know what that is, please? So the Bechdel test is... In a piece, you have to have two named female characters having a conversation with each other about a topic that is not a man. Boom. So many books <laughs> so don't damn. pass that. The test. Lord of the Rings does <laughs> not pass this. Test. Have you seen? Did you guys this? see that yeah, reel? Oh my god! Literally incredible, incredible. The only, the only converse, the only scene with a conversation between two women in the entire. But don't, Speaking yeah, don't that, feel bad. The book I'm querying now, before I was getting ready to query, I was like, wait, does my book even pass the Bechdel test? <laughs> I don't have that many characters. It's tough. Oops. Yeah. So yeah, fridging. Yeah. Fridging's the whole thing. Bechdel test. <laughs> From what you were saying, Carly, like, because when you kill off a character, it has to have a purpose. Hand in hand with the chosen one trope, you get the usually midpoint climax of killing the... The mentor. Yeah. The mentor, ki- killing yeah. off the mentor. Killing Obi-Wan. Usually yeah. has like a catalyst for the main character. And then you mentioned like how, you know, you can't kill them after the story. But if you have a character that dies after the story, that usually is in a TV show. And that means that that actor has moved on and they wrote them out. And you come right, back the right. next Exa- season and exactly. they're dead. <laughs> and I think that that's what it always makes me think of when you're reading a book and the death is done poorly. I'm like, oh, I guess they wrote them out of the series. Like that actor had to retire. Whoops. Like Pierce or they got, yeah. Or they got fired or they decided to quit for whatever reason. Yeah. Or like, and they get a shitty write off because they are too lazy to really do a good job or like they ran out of time or whatever and that's what it feels like in a book it's probably because the writing room was underpaid probably (laughs) probably (laughs) well i feel like we've talked uh probably more about 90s and early 2000 i gotta let these dogs out because somebody's coming in oh it's probably um my husband dropping her husband off they had a date (laughs) 
Oh, get away from the old ball and chain. Yeah. It's the, the original romance. Like, that's their original. They, we they, about were, bromance? they were together first, and then we came along after. I think bromance is a great trope. I do, too. Bromance is a good trope. Bromance is phenomenal. I'm a, I'm a like, big fan. And, and in real life. It's like yes. we, we men do not get the emotional outlets that we need. We love to see it. It's undervalued. Please put more bromance in everything. That's why I think I love buddy comedies. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, you just want to see best friends being best friends. And yes. that's one of the things that's really appealing about New Girl mm -hmm. um, is all the friendship stuff. Yeah, I that's yeah, that's definitely a trope thing that I always really enjoy seeing is friendships done really well. All right. We have been talking for an hour. I will probably cut this down to a 10-minute episode. Rude! <laughs> <laughs> Only you, about 90s TV. It's all about the 90s TV. She's going to take away the the vampire werewolf comments I made at the beginning. I know it. Why would I do I don't understand why you guys think I would cut you that out. You said you were going to cut it well, out. Because you said I don't, I don't know. know if you want to say. Because I say inappropriate things, and then you get all. <gasps> what did you say that was inappropriate? Wolf penis. I don't remember you saying wolf penis. <laughs> I did just now. I it was it, it was implied earlier. It was a direct reference just now. You're welcome. Oh, okay. You see No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when two people love each other very, very much. With two with two dogs. <laughs> no, it's usually a dog and a human. When two beings. I'm sorry, it's, it's I read really science hard. fiction. It's Let's go really with beings. Oh my god. Two sentient souls <laughs> come mm. together. Robots don't have souls. Uh says you. How dare you, sir? You're going to anger our AI overlords and you're going to be on the list right next to my name. <laughs> come for me, chat GTP. <laughs> I think it's GP. I don't care enough about it to get its name right. That's Take that, robot <laughs> dummy. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap it up, I suppose. I mean, I think that I could probably keep plucking things out of obscurity as we talk. Obscurity is a nicer place than I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say out of my ass, but, you know. Um, but we have been talking for an hour. You did point that out. So, Hey, AP, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. It's always a good time. We'll, it's good we'll chatting. keep having you as long as you'll keep showing up. I'll keep showing up. Even when I'm uninvited. Awesome. <laughs> I'm just going to hop into your Zoom calls from now on. Sounds great. Where can listeners find you? Wait, are we going to do a recommendation? Oh, shut like up, seven. AP. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, AP, do you have a recommendation for us? I have a recommendation if you don't. Give us a recommendation, Jamie. If you are, and this doesn't really give anything away, but if you are looking for a story that is a negative character arc, and I have not finished it. Check out Barry on HBO or Max or HBO Max or whatever it's choosing to be called nowadays. Maxwell. <laughs> Maxwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Check out Barry for a really, uh, what's the word? It's. It starts negative and goes real negative. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I've heard good things. It, it if, is really if good. If you have ever had a question of like, can I tell a whole story where the main character doesn't have like this joyous arc of becoming a better person? The answer is yes. Watch Barry. It's a good wreck. Thank you. I'm on season three, so. I have not watched any season three. 
How many seasons are there? Four. The last season just came out, and in it, Bill Hader directed every single episode. So I'm pretty excited. <gasps> oh, nice. Okay, so I haven't watched season four. Okay. <laughs> Whatever the re- the, the most season of now. Season. <laughs> <laughs> okay, got it. No, I do. I do have a recommendation. Um, if well, we're you were out going of time. To... <laughs> Welp. I'm so sorry. Go ahead. She's not sorry at all. You can tell I'm sorry by my incessant giggling. You some maniacal laughter. No, my recommendation is if you are going to cook a piece of fish or chicken to salt it and put it in the refrigerator for a couple of hours and it'll dry brine it and firm up the flesh a little bit and make the mouth feel better for when you cook it you had to bring it back that. to the weird vampire stuff it'll firm it up a little bit <laughs> and and the mouth feel i yeah i second that and i agree thank it you cha- it tip. changes the game it does it's it really mm, does i thought we were so doing good. fowl and fish it changes the game never mind Ha-ha! <laughs> Ha-ha! Ha-ha! <laughs> let's stop where can what? listeners find you, AP? Do they really want to find me, though? That's really on them. Let's give them the option. Yes, come to me, my children. That got weird. Really I fast. am. <laughs> I am on Instagram and Twitter at AP Thayer. Uh, my website is www.apthayer.com. I've got a newsletter. You can sign up for it, and you can listen to my other episodes on this wonderful podcast that keeps allowing me back. Thank you very much, Carly. Now. Oh, yeah. I guess you can find me on Instagram at Carly Writes Things, and my website is caseyashwriter.com. I forget every time until I have to, I need to like post it on my wall so that I remember. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at sci fi oh my, or on my website, sci fi oh my.com, or jamiereadact.com. You can find us, The Act Break, on Instagram at the Act Break underscore podcast. Follow and subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcast. And if you feel like it, head over to Kofi and buy us a coffee to help us keep on, keep on doing the things and knowing that you like that we do these things. <laughs> it's, it's season that wasn't three. awkward at all I like it that way was there anything else that I need to plug no you did it in the most awkward way possible congratulations you're welcome I don't know you sure you've never done it more awkward or at least the a same level of awkward mm, true I have definitely done it the same level of awkward and as soon as I said the most awkward way possible I thought of a more awkward way to do it so yeah I mean don't challenge me because I don't think AP has time for that. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that have either of you considered uh you know like you have that standard intro that you use every time oh yeah which is great we've, we've have you considered, considered doing an outro I have considered it and then I forget Every time. Are you telling me that you don't like it when we do our own awkward outros? I don't like it when my friends have to do work they don't have to do. Aw. On that note, let's leave. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.